How is everybody? I'm Cam Jordan, New Orleans Saints defensive end. I'm sitting here with my Trust Levels co-host, my dog, my brother from another, the man that is a Saints legend, number two all times in Saints rushing. Yeah. And that being said, then he decides to go to the Baltimore Ravens, become a force to be reckoned with, and their backfield is crazy. There's Heisman's on top of Heisman's on top of Heisman's uh, in the Baltimore backfield, if you want to count the two quarterbacks that are Heisman's, and then, of course, Alabama's first Heisman Trophy winner in Mark Ingram. Ooh, that boy Cole. Ooh, appreciate Mark. you, dog. You. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And as we... As we sitting here on B, trust level. B. We've done set out flames. We done put the world on fire. And we're sitting here with none other than my dog, a linebacker who has long been due. Not only his notoriety, but the respect that he deserves throughout the league. Respect. We're talking about the all pro that comes down through and, and feels apertures mm. immediately. And if you don't know the aperture is, look at a hole. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> and my dog, Double D, filling it. He's dropping running backs and anything else. Anything dropping else running come backs, quarterbacks, whatever back you put in the back, <laughs> he dropping them. No doubt. Also known down, as High Breed, Demario Davis. Mm. What's happening? What's happening? What's happening, man? Double What's happening, D, y'all? double D. Yo. Appreciate y'all. Appreciate boys, you man. tapping in with the trust. And that's Less. what I call big trust levels. Huh. <laughs> man, hey, somebody got to break down trust levels to me. Now, I done heard it many times. But I just Yo. need to, since I'm on, let me hear it really broken down. Well, well, trust levels is just a combo. You know, you know, they call me Mr. Big Trust, you know, in the flesh, you know, yes, mm -hmm. sir. And you know, okay. we got Mr. Levels, you know, okay. Yeah. Big Trust, Levels. Big Trust. Okay, levels. okay, I see. So it's okay, just I'm a good. trust levels, you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's uh, on hey, the big, because everything we do, we do it big, just how you know, Mr. Double Are D. We? So that's what you got, you know, it's just half, of, okay. it's just half and half, you know, we go half on the trust levels. You know? Yeah, love to see it. Love to see it. That's okay. Before we get into, you know, your southern beginnings, let's start off with explain to me hybrid, because I say it. I'm like, hmm, hybrid. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. What is a hybrid? Okay. So what I realized is when people have never seen something before, you gotta give them a definition. You gotta define what it is what's before them. So, you know, in our game, we have hybrids. Everybody know what a hybrid is. Hybrid is like a tweener. You can have a hybrid on offense that's like a receiver slash tight end, a hybrid. You know, they call it flex in fantasy. Mm -hmm. Call it a taste uh, of hell. Like Alvin, Alvin can be a receiver or a running back, like a hybrid. Yep. You know, in defense, you know, you got your pass rushing linebackers. So they can mm -hmm. be a defensive end or a linebacker. They kind of a tweener. Well, a hybrid is somebody that can go from one position to another. And so I feel like I'm probably one of the first of my kind because I can play D-line a whole game, which I had to do when we played the Rams. Whew. I can, of course, play back a whole game. And I've been putting in so much work at DB, I feel like I can go and play box safety Ooh. a whole game. The way uh, I be out there calling the coverages that can jump uh, out there. And so three. that's where you get the essence of a hybrid. I love it. You know what I mean? Because I'm a hybrid type. That's what I'm saying. Going to make me sound like offset. Offset. I see you, boy. Hybrid. <laughs> I'm out there. Yeah, out for there. sure. 
That's the concept. Now that's fire. You know what I'm saying? Hey, that's legit, boy. I like hey, that. I've been saying it for a year. I ain't never known. Hybrid. I see you, boy. <laughs> I'm like, it's something like a hybrid, I think. That's, that's what you hit DBs when they see me make a play in coverage. They are like, I see you, hybrid. I see you, hybrid. Yeah. You know Locking mean? down all so, tight ends. Just locksmith. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Something slight. Something slight. <laughs> hey, so I mean, so we can get into it. I, I just need to know, like, my guy, Double D, you've been everything. But let's talk about, you know, the man that you are as, as a man of faith. And I really just want to start that from the beginning. Like, for what you are to the locker room, you know, you're a dominant linebacker. But you're more than that, off the field, you're a guy that guys come to for guidance, you yeah. know, especially in walking the path of a faithful walk. Leads by example. He's an inspiring yeah. brother. Yeah, yeah. As a man of faith, when did that come for you? Has that always been there or like where did that start for you? No, man. Um, I feel like I'm a man that, that's been on both ends of the spectrum. You know, I was raised in a church. My grandma, you know, used to have me in church all the time. So I always knew about the word. And like many people just kind of go up, you know, knowing who God is, knowing who Jesus is. But I really didn't have anything happen in my heart yet. So I just went to church and went to Bible study and things like that because I knew it was the right thing to do. But I mean, off the field, man, I'm, I'm showing in the streets. Boy, showing out. Yeah, I'm, I'm running with the girls. I'm, you know, weekend, you know, especially college, high school life. I did everything that everybody do in college. I was doing that in high school. You know what I mean? I started 13. Started early. I'm blazed up every day. I'm drunk every other day. I'm chasing every other day. And the cats that I was rolling with, I mean, I was just a victim of my environment. I, everything that was in my environment, I did it to the max. And so when I got to college, you know, I had been, I got expelled from school when I was in high school from stealing. I went to jail my freshman year in college. So I was on that end of the spectrum. You know what I'm saying? I felt like when I was in jail the last time, I'm like, man, if I keep going at this route, man, I'm in a dead, I'm in a jail a long time. Like, that's just the way my life is. Like, I can be doing everything right, but then when I mess up, it just go off the Richter scale. So I'm like, man, I got to get something right. But then I had a guy that started spending some one-on-one -on -one time with me, a guy by the name of Chuck McElroy. He was our team chaplain at Arkansas State. And he started spending one-on-one -on -one time with me. And I don't know, he just started, like, asking me harder questions that nobody had really asked me about, like, what does a Christian life look like if I was to die on a scale of 10, how confident was it that I was going to go to heaven? You know, that mm. stuff is used to just sit with me mm -hmm. in the evening. Like, when somebody asks you them type mm -hmm. of questions, you wrestling with it. But then he started to show me, like, in Scripture, and he took me to a conference. And in the midst of what he was sharing with me about, like, he hit me with one one day. The Scripture says, a good tree can't bear bad fruit, and a bad tree can't bear good fruit. And that pretty much talking about your heart. Like, if you got a good heart, it's going to bear good fruit. You got a bad heart, it's going to bear bad fruit. Well, in my life, when I'm looking at my life, I always just be the one to say, like, God know my heart. Well, dang, I'm slizzed out my mind in the evening. Mm -hmm. You know, I done mess with who knows who at the end of the day. Like, and I'm looking, you know, that type of stuff. It's just too much at nighttime when you get ready to go to bed. Like, I can do better than this. You know, and so, like, I'm like, well, that's bad fruit. So I like, I need a heart change. But then he took me to Ezekiel and it was like, I'll take out your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. And I'm like, I need that. Mm. And so like, I prayed for that heart change. And just a few weeks later, something just changed, man. Like, it was like a white light hit me. All of a sudden, it was just like, I knew what we was doing right in the faith and what we were doing wrong. Like, everybody think it's about doing more good than bad. 
and you can't do more good than bad. Like, we all bad. We all corrupted. No matter how hard you try to do good, you're going to keep falling that bad. And, like, the real mystery of the gospel is all you got to do is get Jesus. Mm -hmm. If you get Jesus and let him in, he'll change you. Like, that's all you got to do. Like, it ain't no work to be done. Amen. And for me, like, I had all that anxiety of trying to do right, and I couldn't. Man, that was easy for me, just letting Jesus in. And when he came in, all of a sudden, I just wanted to go tell everybody about it. Man, it's way easier than you think. And since then, man, I've been on fire for the Lord. Mm -hmm. No doubt. Which led you to the man of God headbands, the man of God nation, army. I mean, just at least on the field, you know what I'm saying? We got the man of God, the woman of God. Child of God out there, you know what I'm saying? A little Rome out there. Yeah. <laughs> As we talk about, it, I guess, you know, give them the separation. Explain to us that separation between after a big play is here and after a big play is here. What equals this. Jesus on the cross and what equals you gather can. up for the commandment? Come yeah, I mean, Where are you? <laughs> Which one is like, you know, tell the people for those that don't know, when Demar Davis makes big plays, he gets major celebrations. And if it's a big enough play, you get. Jesus on the cross. So, yeah, so first of all, let's let it be known that ain't nothing competing with them levels out there. Levels. My boy chasing them, that legacy out there. Like, that boy, number get a two, number get a two all time, about to be number one. Boy, you 20 away, what? Yeah, we need all Man, that. Man, how that feel first? Let me hear that. How that feel that you <laughs> right there on the cusp? Like we still got levels to achieve, so hey, look. Because hey, it's still the biggest, levels. That's what I'm saying. You know, the biggest downfall is like when you look at that number, you're like, I can get this here. And then you go start going dry spell. You'd be like, you know what? Let me just focus on what I can control. Humble. We talk about process all the time. I'm I'm feeling, I'm not feeling. <laughs> is that the Rona? Yeah. <laughs> you know, oh, hey, when you ain't focused, not the Rona. Like, when you focus on like the one object, that's when you start messing up. That's when you start like falling farther and farther away from it. So I just keep my head down. Hey, you know me. I'm like, I'm here for these hands. Everybody knows yeah. I'm here to play the run. I'm here to yeah. play the run. <laughs> you decide to pass this mug, <laughs> we gonna get active. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, sure, but no, sure, the OTA is like, I'm here for these hands. Who says that? And OTA, calm down. You know what I'm saying? Hey, you know I what I mean? No for. gloves on, no gloves. Like, I'm here for these hands. Yo, hey, you know what time it is? We gotta stop this run. Because yeah. once, we, once we eliminate this run, then they have to pass it. Yeah. Like, if not, then you're gonna catch one of these. You're going to catch one of these famous former defensive line Bill Johnson quotes. Is it going to be run or is it going to be passed? <laughs> well, I, I don't need it to be either or. I just need it to be one. Yeah. Right, right. And that being right. said, from the most complete defensive end in football, a.k.a. NFC player of the month, and Mr. All Pro Double D. Well, y'all is firing me everywhere, man. Off the field, on the field, spiritually. You know what I mean? So, y'all, I love y'all, man. Hey, y'all. Hey, same brother, same brother. You got to surround yourself with like-minded folks, man. And and y'all keep the gas pedal down. Y'all keep a brother having to keep going. So, I appreciate y'all, man. Hey, for sure. We done talked about just just the, the... I don't want to say it out loud anymore. I don't like the, the verbiage I was going to use. We were going to start at the tail end of your career. Like, let's bring it all the way back. You know what I'm saying? Like, we didn't even we didn't explain who you were, the man, the myth, the, the Mississippi mud legend. Mississippi like, me, mud legend. Yeah. Like, I don't know if you can. You I, you should be able to hear it in his voice, but that man fresh out the silk. Fresh out. Fresh out. Silk. Silk. M-I, no, crooked fresh letter, out. crooked letter, I. Crooked letter, crooked letter, I. Humpback, humpback, I. <laughs> In the flesh, that's, that's what I'm saying. It. They say that's they say it. the sit bo- them sit boys built differently. 
For sure. I've seen some across the league. They're normally country strong. When they be like, oh, he country strong. He either from Silk, Bama, sometimes like Carolinas. Boy had hair on his chest coming out the seventh grade. No doubt, no <laughs> doubt. Like Florida, but not like the Miami or the Tampa, Florida. Like the, the stuff no, that nobody different. talking like the poker something. You know? Different. Polk County or something man. like that. <laughs> yeah. It's it different. Man, one thing you're going to notice out that's Silk, man. You First, you're going to notice our accent. you always going to pick that up. Two is they're going to be country strong. But then three is it gonna be that chip, that chip gonna be on their shoulder way different. You know, it's like when you coming out that mud, ain't nothing ever been handed to you. Ain't nobody handing you nothing out of that sip. The only way you make it out of Mississippi like a trap to tell you the truth, especially for black brothers, like it's just the way, man, you seen you seen the election in Mississippi won by a landslide. Like, you know, it ain't it's hard making it out and being African American, A, because the way they do the schools down there, Mississippi is already 50th in education. So imagine being 50th in education and then there being an education disparity between, you know, what, what environment you live right. in. So already from an academic standpoint, you already set back, you know, and so academics going to affect intellect. So being able to process and decision making. And then also, unless you got a, a family that, that is of affluence, you're not going to really be traveling. So all you know is the SIP. And so you think this this is just the way of life, you know what I mean? And then depending on you know what kind of coaches around, you ain't really gonna have nobody putting you exposure mm-hmm. like that. You know what I mean? Like then you ain't really getting on the scene. So like I give you an example, like I built a seven on seven travel team. Man, we went out and started traveling around the states. Man, them boys three tournaments they were ranked number fourteen in the nation. Because, I mean, just them boys special, but they just don't get that type of exposure. So when you do see the cat, the few that do make it out. They just have a different type of chip on their shoulder. Like, you know, they always got to prove themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, and y'all done seen it too, man. You come in the locker rooms all the time of cats that just be entitled. They just used to somebody. So when things don't go their way, you know, they don't know how to put their hand in the dirt and grind. But when that's all you know, like, man, you be grinding. It's, and you don't even really have to grind like that. But that's all you yeah. know. Like, you can't stop. It's in you. It's not on you. It's in you. Yeah, it's just a way of life, and it becomes like a characteristic trait. So, like, you ain't never going to meet a Mississippi cat that ain't always grinding. Yeah. You know, you, you just ain't going to meet it. So where in Mississippi do you hail from, brother? Brandon, Mississippi, man. I was raised in Brandon. I was born in Collins, Mississippi, which is an hour away. Where, where that's at, though? Metro, right by Jackson. Okay. It's the metro area, Central. Gotcha. central. Been through Jackson. There gotcha. we go. Gotcha. Been there. You know, I went to Bama, so I done drove through Mississippi a number of times. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, I'm yeah, kind of yeah, familiar. Yeah, right with, there. You know what I mean? So Yeah, so we're right there in the middle, right there in the middle, metro area. Yep. Metro. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and then, of course, you went to uh, high school, Arkansas Mississippi. State. And then I'll say, I, I didn't know. I knew we gotta, how we you got to go high school, state. man. Because you know, you know, there's a hierarchy in, in our. Uh, in, Probably, we ain't skipping levels. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, probably, yeah, probably, like, probably like there's a hierarchy of like where you come from, from college wise throughout every locker room in the league. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like yeah. you don't hear me. You don't hear me drop. Oh, boy, you you know, you, you don't know what you're talking about. You come from, you know, Southern Southern Mississippi Tech. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. There, there's a hierarchy. There's, Southern there's something. Mississippi Tech. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like you, you, you've heard me say, drop many a line. <laughs> exactly. Either way, you know what I'm saying? Tell us how you got to Arkansas State out the sip. Like, what are the offers you had? Like, how did you get to Arkansas State? What position you know, he was playing, man? Like, yeah, what? do I see receiver here? Yeah, oh, for yeah. sure. You know, you know, you know he gonna drop it. He was like, receiver. Like, he, hey. he was the, the... Playmaker? Go get him. Hey, 
Hey, hey, you the rock. Don't make something happen, man. Man. But check, so, I mean, I was that receiver. I played receiver my whole high school career. I didn't go to defense until my senior year. My coach was like, you're dropping too many passes. We're going to let you hit somebody. <laughs> no, nah, he was just like, you know, I had got kicked out of school. So when I got kicked out of school, my coach was pretty much like, I mean, I heard this, you know, behind the scenes. They was pretty much like, we ain't going to let no thug mm. be the face of our program. He ain't going to do nothing here. So, like, I went from being an underclassman to watch. You know, I led the whole team in receiving yards and touchdowns my sophomore year to my junior year. Like, they, they probably threw me 14, 15 passes the whole season. So my defensive coach was just like, man, you ain't gonna get no scholarship playing over there. You need to come play defense. Man, I hated defense too, bro. <laughs> like I hated defense with a passion. Why? You ain't like the tackle or what was it? It wasn't even. Not I didn't glory. know how to tackle. Not I didn't enough know glory. how to tackle. Hey, if like, you ask him, why was Nobody ever showed me how to. I played DB when I played, so I was just trying to get interceptions in. So it was just like, man, I just wanted the ball. Yeah. Hey, and, first uh, of all, WD, you sitting at six, two and a half, six three. Man, I was what do you mean like, you were playing? What do you mean you were playing DB? Explain. I was 6'2", 180, 190. Oh, okay. You know, you were DB. So, yeah, yeah, no, that's, yeah, that's yeah, good yeah, length. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that, that might have dropped you in a four or five See, star See, that boy situation. went to Arkansas and put the grown man on. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I, like, I need, I need to know the weight. I was like, nah. <laughs> I was like, the WD I know ain't no way, boy. You go from Mississippi to Arkansas, you go from country to country -er? Country, I, I country. Dog. Sticks. When I went to Arkansas State, dog, I got the scholarship to go out there, bro. Wait, it, man, it was four hours. What other scholarships man. did you have, though? Southern Miss, Southern okay. Miss. I had all the swag schools, Alcorn, Jackson State, mm -hmm. Mississippi Valley. So I had all them, but my main two was uh, Southern Miss and Arkansas State. Everybody thought I was going to go to Southern Miss. But, bro, I, I, I went on my recruiting trip to Arkansas State, dog. I had the time of my life. <laughs> And it, and it was sold up. I went about on the whole ride sold back. Up. I'm like, I'm going to school here. I'm going to school here, dog. <laughs> and it was out the state too, right? Like, dog. So I got back to the crib. This really how I knew. So out of 25 dudes on our recruiting trip, 20 of them signed scholarships there for my, my recruiting trip. Yeah. And we still boys to this day. Like, we was the ones that changed the program around. But anyways, I'm riding back. I get back to the crib. I had when I hoop one night, dog. Man, I got in the car. I come back in my garage, but I'm a, I'm an emotional dude. Like I cry like with certain movies, but I ain't just like boo hoo and type. <laughs> right. Listen, explain, bro, WD. What do you mean you I cry during on, certain movies? Yeah, 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 some yeah, stuff yeah. pull on your heart, man. Cry, some movies pull on your heart, like hey, like Seven Lion Pounds. Like Seven Pounds. Q. King, I'm gonna cry every no. time. Oh, John Q will get you too. In certain movies, you gonna cry. Bro, seven Pounds. Just, seven Pounds, bro. I watched that movie. If you one watch time. that thing. One time. one time on a on a plane, we was thirty thousand feet in the air. That's the only time I think something. I said, "You, you, hey, precipitation? you, you can lean on the window and just." Have you seen Collateral Beauty? No doubt, no doubt. Hey, it made the same way. I think it's the same director. Maybe not, but I don't know. But listen, <laughs> so I pull up in. You the, said Lion I'll King. Pull up Explain the, um, Lion King. Explain, bro. When Mufasa died. You got the dad. Somebody dad, get up. Come back. Need, somebody. Help. Somebody. Anybody. anybody. And you were like. Help. Bro, y'all don't buy yourself. Can't nobody hear him, baby. Boy, you lost his daddy, man. Daddy slump, man. He out there, don't <laughs> Hey, what? And his daddy just saved his life. Gone. But anyway, <laughs> but I pulled up at the crib. So I pulled up at the crib, man. This uh, Marvin Stapp song that just came out. Never would have made it. Bro, I pull in the driveway, dog. Never. Yeah, it came on, dog. Without, right, I just like I just had a flash of every bad situation I had been in before, 
you know what I mean? Like being in clubs, then they're shooting, you know, just all kind of stuff. And just like all my homeboys never got a chance to get a scholarship to go out of state. Now I got a chance to get a scholarship to go out of state. It was just like, man, I got to make the most of this chance. Like I'm the one. Mm. It was like I'm the chosen. Yes, sir. No, I just, man, I just started crying so hard, bro. Like I couldn't stop. It was like five minutes. Like the song started going on. I'm stronger. No, <laughs> bro, I'm just like, bro, no. it was like everything I done went through that made me ready for yes, this sir. moment, bro. Yes, sir. Bro, I got off the phone, no lie, bro. I had all my visits. Arkansas State was the first visit I went to. I called my mom, like, uh, mom, I don't care who else, like, call or whatever. I'm going to Arkansas State. She's like, wait, what? Wait, wait. You know, mom wants you to yeah. stay close to home. She's like, Let, let's just go to Southern Miss. <laughs> I'm like, I've already I, made a decision. It's already yeah. decided, Mama. Yeah. I'm gone. <laughs> and, and ever since then, bro, like that was that was the way. That was right. the way. All right. I need I need to know. Mark probably knows. Like, when did Double D, the man I know that watches, you know, 35 hours of film in a 24 hour day, when did that happen? She, but like, when did that transition happen? <laughs> Tell me about three piece suit Double D. When did he become, you know, <laughs> probably Stacey Adams back in college because that was the way back in 2000. Eight with 2007 when we was in college, but when did the three piece suit come? Because for me, it came in the league. For my stories with you, I need the world to know my brother been sharp. Sophomore since. year, Sadie's man. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like my my brother been sharp. Y'all think he one of the best suit wearing having brothers yeah. in the league now? You heard that? Man. It started before he got to NFL. Tell him, Double D. Briefcase. Uh, you heard the man said he grew up in church. Now you know Grandma had him with some three pieces on. <laughs> No, no, I real talk, bro. That's all I used to wear. Like, I used to wear sweats all the time, really. Like, dressing just really wasn't my thing. I really didn't too much care for it. And right around, I think a little bit after I came to Christ, man, I just started looking at stuff different. Like, I, what, what happened? So I came to Christ in 2008. And so between 2008 Was it sophomore year college? Yeah, sophomore yeah, year college? yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 2008 to 2009, like that one year, bro, it was like when I came to Christ, like, I probably came to Christ and I had, like, a 16, 17-year-old mind. But by the time that year finished, I probably had, like, a 28, 29-year-old mind. Mm -hmm. Like, all the maturity. Like, I don't had good people pouring into me my whole life. I just wasn't listening. You know what I mean? And it was just, like, all the wisdom of my mama, my grandma, you know what I'm saying? Like, all the, the mentors that had tried to help me before. It's just, like, all that wisdom was there and it was just unlocked. So I started to think about, like, man, if I was going in the classroom and I was a teacher, like, how the student look when he come in and, and him sitting on the front row? Like, I just started sitting on the front row, bro. I started dressing up every day. I started carrying my laptop and briefcase, like, around. Like, bro, I was so locked in. It was just like, man, I'm going to handle my business like a man. I'm not going to handle my business like yeah. a boy no more. So I just, it just changed. Mm -hmm. Like, so. Mama, I'm a man. That's what my wife Tam told you about how when she met me, I had a suit on. Like, bro, I was going to class, but I wasn't studying no girls. I was locked in. Like, I'm locked in. I'm going to get my work. I'm going to go to practice, and I'm going to go home. I'm trying to make it to the league. I'm locked in. I'm going to work out. Like, bro, I was so locked in. And then you talk about the film. I just went up there and asked my coach one day, like, how do he break down the film? And he showed me, like, how to sort it. And so I went from – all I used to watch was just the games. Mm -hmm. Like, after right. the game, I'd look and see what I did good, what I did bad. But he showed me, like, how to prepare for an opponent. And, bro, the first game, he showed me how to study, dog. I went out there and got conference play of the week. I had, like, two picks, a sack, a whole bunch of tackles. And it was like I knew every play. Boy, I got hungry. Boy, I was hungry Yo, for hey, it. After that, once, once I, I realized know, I, I could know every play, oh, it was a wrap. So, like, that was just that. And then when I got to the league, my boy, DeBrickishaw Ferguson, he taught me the game on how to get them suits right. 
the brick of shit. He taught me how to get, man, that boy had so many suits, dog. The offensive lineman? He taught me the game. Offensive like, lineman? Yeah, yeah, offensive lineman. Ugh. Most swaggy <laughs> offensive lineman I ever seen in my life, dog. And he showed me the game. And I was in New York. So, you know, in New York, you got to know mm -hmm. fashion. No doubt. And, and ever since then, I've been, I've been pristine. Pristine clean. That boy vocabulary <laughs> elite now. Hey, pristine hey. clean. That boy hey. said, he said, he, he got about four. He got an honorary, look, he got an honorary doctorate somewhere. Like somebody done blessed his man. Seven, eight, nine words. I'm going to have to re <laughs> recap the elk. Just to hey, add yeah, to mine. I'm trying hey, to unlock. There's a reason. There's a reason they say middle linebackers are smart. Now look, they don't just command the, uh -uh. the defense. They that's, go off the that's field. That's different. You know, that's this different. Is, this is brother that Demario Davis. That's that's <laughs> chaplain. Are you a chaplain yet? Chaplain Demario Davis. At times, you can confide in him. The man is going to drop some knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> the man. The man going to drop yeah, some boy, knowledge. Silly, man. You know? Y'all, y'all, my big brothers, dog. Y'all, y'all, y'all. You older than me, Double D. Can't be your big brother. You older than me. No, you was 19 <laughs> as a senior in high school. No, you was. <laughs> you came from the sip. You were 25 as a sophomore in high school. You, you know you older than me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, y'all boy, silly man. Hey, no, no doubt. But you did lead up to <laughs> New York, and so you know, I, I'm just gonna put that out there since you won't drafted third round out of Arkansas State. Probably the highest draft pick set since. But been pimping since been pimping. That's what I'm saying. You came out of Arkansas State, was drafted to the Jets in the third round of 2012. You know, me and Mark had just finished our rookie year, heading to didn't our second year. Didn't we play each other though? Didn't didn't we play each other? When, when, they, when they had Geno, act Geno. Uh, what year, what, what year you was at? Uh, what years you was at yeah, Arkansas we, State? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, we played. Man, y'all beat the crap out of us. No, I had a great game. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I oh. remember. He wouldn't even let us get to the Jets. He said, wait, didn't we play y'all yeah, yeah, well, no, We're going to rewind. We ain't going to pass this up. I got to get mine. It was so stacked, dog. <laughs> bro, y'all was so stacked, bro. I'm like, man, dog, everybody on their team look like they bitch press four or five, dog. I'm like, man, what in the world? Because we did. <laughs> bro, y'all were yoked, dog. That's because they were sitting with three first-rounders at running backs. Bro, when your kick returner got bigger biceps than the other team defense alignment, you know it's gonna be a long day, dog. <laughs> Javier Arenas, dog, was the swollest kick return I ever seen in my life. He was bro. a beast. He was a beast. He was a beast for sure. <laughs> All right, now we can go to the Jets, but I had to bring yeah, that back to the. No. I was like, you don't, you don't smash my man. Did we, did we play y'all? We, we, we gonna bring you up. up. We gonna, we gonna build you up. We gonna bring you back to build you back up again. Thirty-five-zero was the final score. <laughs> you remember that? I've never bro. been goose before. What's that it's hurts? Bad. That hurts. At least do the uh, the Tampa Bay route and put three points up. Hey, bro, chill, chill. No, we good, uh, we good, we good. Anyway, you get to the league. You with the Jets. Yeah. Then you go to the Browns. I went to the Browns for a year, dog. And I then you go like, back to the Jets. Went back to the Jets. Wait. So, okay. So, okay. So, so, but explain to me how you decided to go back to the Jets. So, the Jets drafted you, loved you. You balled. Mm -hmm. We played, we played DeMario when he was with the Jets, bro. He was a dog. I remember yeah. that. So when that we signed him, when we was in New Orleans, I'm like, we getting a straight dog. Because <laughs> they weren't respecting you, but I was a running back, and I watched the tape. I watched the tape on how you was blitzing and baptizing running backs. I'm like, yeah, this dude, uh, I'm going to have to bring my stuff for this game. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I knew I was running <laughs> up through there with ferociousness. <laughs> we played sure, job because sure. that boy was bringing hat and hamstrings and glutamuses. 
<laughs> Gluto, Gluto yeah. yeah. He yeah, had the jets, he had the jets turned up, uh, <laughs> dancing. You know what I mean? Y'all routed us, man. Hey, I was giving y'all my best effort out there, boy. I was giving my best effort to slow y'all down. You broke that long one at the end, bro. And it was a touchdown, but they said my foot was out of bounds, but it was oh. never out of bounds. So there should be oh. one more career touchdown. <laughs> that I have. Never <laughs> yeah, the about. screen, oh. the screen. Well, I stiff armed him, kind of stumbled, dove in. I looked at the ref. He ran back to the seven yard line. I said, No, you did. <laughs> I said, Sean Payton, hey. throw the challenge. He did. He <laughs> darn dirty. And we looked at the films. The films didn't lie. The films said I was in bounds. So they cheated me. I should have one more career touchdown than I do now. But oh Bruh, when you broke at the end, dog, you just put that dagger. Oh no, you're talking about the uh yeah. okay. So the screen was early in the game. The, the screen run, was the, like the third play yeah, of the game. The run the, the, the lead, later. The lead open was yeah, the, the lead was yeah, yeah, them, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause I hadn't had no yeah, yards. I probably had about 2.8 yards of carry. Then I got healthy on the last carry of the game, put me up at about <laughs> six point yards per carry. They like he was uh, running it all game. I wasn't. Bro, my whole time just like I'm like, man, dog. If I don't let this man break, we good. Just don't <laughs> let this man break, dog. Y'all had me. Y'all hey. had me. Uh, the whole game until that last run. Oh my gosh, man! Y'all ran that lead open to the other side. I couldn't get over there in time. Yes, sir. Back line. When you hit that scene, I looked. I said, oh yeah, he gone. Knees and elbows. <laughs> Rah, rah. <laughs> that's what I did to swimming. I said, <laughs> but you know, like that's the difference between you and so many backs, man. Most backs, like once you tag them a few times, they done for. You know, they ain't gonna keep pumping. Yeah, they can tap their helmet, dog. That's a back like you, man. You are gonna go for four quarters, and you ain't waiting, waiting for that one opportunity. Hey. And that dagger, boy, that dagger hurts, boy. Hey. That dagger hurt. Hey, hey, big bro. I believe, bro. I believe. You got me stuffed. 16 carries, 16 yards. I believe the 17th one going to hit. I believe. And it might not. But I'm going to believe the 18th one going to hit. I believe. First time to charm. Second time to charm. I meant the 30th. I'm going to get this. Stinging me all night. I've been stinging me all game. Bow, bow, bow. Elbows hurt. But I believe. Yeah. I believe. <laughs> I believe it's coming. <laughs> hey, give me the decision since I never really asked. What brought you to the Saints? You go from Jets, Brown. I, oh, really? You, tell I'm me gonna, how you got to the Browns. Nobody listens to the Browns scoop. like, yeah, I'm, that's for me. I'm going to give you the inside scoop. So when I was coming out, right, I'm the number one rated free agent pro football focus. Number one coming out. So phone hot. Pro football now, the first time I hit free agency, it was crickets. Now, phone chirpy. You know what I mean? So... I already got in my mind where I'm trying to go. I'm hey, trying this, to this go. Is after, this is the, after the Browns or this is after the Jets? So my first free agency, I came out through my fourth year. I went into free agency. Jets didn't try to re-sign me. You know what I'm saying? I went to free agency. Then I had a couple teams reach out, end up signing with the Browns. So I signed with the Browns on a two-year, played one year, and then the second year they traded me back to the Jets. <laughs> Real crazy how that whole story and scenario That's went through. I, I, did you slap somebody? Look, you are... It was, it was cool because I was good. Like, I was cool to do my second year in Cleveland, but when I went back to the Jets, it was a great opportunity. They just lost their inside backup. Like, I thought I was going back to be a backup. It was Dave and, and D. Lee, so I think they're going to put me as the backup. My boy Dave ended up turning down a deal with them. I think they gave him a trash offer, so he left. 
And that left me to be the Mike Backer. So I knew when I came back, I was a different player. Like no. My whole offseason, I had shifted my mindset. This was the, the beginning of the hybrid. Who was going to put it on display? That's when the and hybrid so I, showed up. I've been waiting. Hey, and then so once once that happened, dog, I just got there and, and did my thing. And then I came out. And so what happened was, but we get the free agency the, the second time. And I'm trying to go somewhere with a quarterback. I'm like, I got to play with a quarterback. But the only thing, Tam and I had ex-New Orleans on our mind, not because we didn't want to play in New Orleans, but it was too close to home. You know, you playing close to home, man, that phone mm-hmm. going to ring off the hook. Mm-hmm. No doubt. Whatever you making, they making too. <laughs> we yeah, decide. yeah, yeah. So we were <laughs> we trying to it. avoid that. We made it. So we were just like, New Orleans ain't even an option. But we had teams calling. We had teams we were looking at. Then AG called me. He's like, look, man, I'm standing on the table for you down here. If I can get these folks to put you a real offer in, will you come? I said, and I knew AG from, you know, my New York days. I said, uh, I was wondering man, when Aaron Glenn was going to connect. That's Aaron Glenn, our, our DB coach, you know. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Aaron Glenn, yeah. our DB coach. Future defensive coordinator, future head coach. Yes, make sure to put some respect on his name. Respect. So he called me. He was like, hey, man, if I get it right, can you, will you come? I'm like, man, you make sure they get the paper right. I'm, I'm on the way. To say no more. <laughs> And I just started thinking about how good a team I had been watching y'all boys. I had been looking at how much swagger y'all had. No Drew them going to put up 40. And then that defense out there creating turnovers. I'm like, man, they got a lot of energy. I, I definitely trying to be a part of that. Next thing I know, my agent called me like, man, New Orleans just called, put in an offer. He was like, it was Denver and New Orleans. And he was like, do you care which one you go to? And I was like, I got Tom Condon. He the best in the business. I said, Tom, listen, this is why I got you, man. Do your thing. Whichever one signed. Then that's what it's supposed to be. And we were on a flight. We were getting ready to go do a speaking engagement. Now, I wanted New Orleans. I wanted New Orleans, but I wasn't going to get in the way of God. Like, God, you got something else. Because my spiritual mentor is in Denver, and this ministry we're part of is in Denver. So I'm like, man, I ain't going to say no to God if that's where you want me at. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, like, boom, we on a flight. All I see is my phone blowing up. Congratulations, congratulations, congratulations. I'm like, congratulations what? It was like, uh, congrats on the deal, man. Congrats on the deal. I'm like, man, where am I going? <laughs> <laughs> Boy, ain't even pig. Hey, he really left it to the agent. Hey, you figured out. I got to <laughs> I gotta take wifey out for a date, so I'll see you tomorrow. Yeah. Hey, for sure. But, man, it was a blessing, bro. And, and man, I was so happy when it was New Orleans, dog. It done went 10 times better than I would ever imagine, man. I mean, like, coming into a locker room. I've been close with all my teammates on, on, on all my team. But, like, when you talk about, like, brothers, Mark, you already know, man. Sure. Like, family, dog. Tight. Family, it's just, it just it's different. No, I'm telling you, I mean, though, like, you was a dog, bro, that year. Like you said, before you hit free agency, when you was with the Jets, bro, I told you I watched that film. And I'm like, man, this boy is a dog. So when I heard we got you, I'm like. Man, we got the true Mike that we need out here. You know what I mean? And then yeah. uh, just seeing you over the three, four years you've been in New Orleans. Was it four years? Bro, you yeah, yeah, elevated, third, yeah. bro. You done flourished. Like best yeah. third. You look. He was. He came in 2018, and I looked at you. I was like, I was like, bro, you played him. I said, you tell me about him. He was like, he coming down here, boy. I was like, right. bringing that hat, can cover, right. smart. That boy calling out plays when we was playing him, so I knew what we was getting. I'm like, they did yeah. something there with that signing. And that yeah. boy then elevated his game each year. And you no talk doubt. about the best Mike, full-blown, all-around Mike in the game, bro. Backer. Look, Mark, I'm going to tell you how I know my dog, Double D, different, right? His first year, 2018, like, you know, I'd seen him at the Jets, Brown. Like, when you come for the Browns, nobody trusts you can play football. So, <laughs> either way, you know, you come over here with the Saints. I'm like, all right, like, he a dog. He eating, he eating. 
it was Tampa at Tampa. My man get a penalty for hitting somebody too hard, <laughs> right? And instead, you know how guys like whine a little bit, right? Like, oh, I can't believe what? How can we get that penalty? That my man turns up from this point on. Oh, are you gonna hit me with a flag? You thought that was a hard hit? And the next time I lay a dude out, you gonna know it's a hard hit. Hey, at this point, I said. Oh, he different, different. I said, hey, my dude was just laying on the ground, right? Just, yeah. flag come out. Hey, my dog, my dog over here like this. You think that was a hard hit? And I'm telling, I kid you not, the play later. Yeah. I said, oh, we, we lie. <laughs> you know, hey, defense going bananas. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. Like going crazy. Turning the my offense dog, up. We over there. Hey, whole team just going crazy. And that's how I knew. I was like, oh, this, he's different, different. Since then, it's been high crazy, dog. What was so crazy? The first one, I kind of hit him, you know. <laughs> and I'm like, bro, you going to throw a flag for that? Okay, just watch. Bro, I killed him the second one. <laughs> I didn't care. Like, bro, uh, listen, I came hit him. The ref looked at me. I looked at him. He like, <laughs> and put it back in his pocket. I told you, it was your fault I did that to him. That's all I tried to Hey, ref was like, was like, if I throw another flag, he might actually hurt this. Yeah. I tried to be NFL Sportsman of the Week, show you how to hit somebody, but now I'm really showing you. <laughs> Hands up, football. You know what? <laughs> right, no, it's crazy, man. Uh, man they go crazy ever since. Hey, they snubbed my dog, bro, in the Pro Bowl, but God works in mysterious ways because you was an all-pro. All pro. First team. Mm. First team. So mm. what kind of mm. chip that put on you when you wasn't voted into the Pro Bowl, but everybody around the league know you really all-pro, though. Yeah, yeah, that's what's up. Like, I mean, not getting voted to the Pro Bowl, it didn't really affect me. My mom and my wife big on making me process my emotions. You know, and I went through them, and uh, I really was frustrated. You know what I mean? Like, I dropped a few tears, but my frustration didn't come from not getting a Pro Bowl. Like, that award really don't mean nothing to me. It was the frustration of just imagine going through your life and, and never getting seen for who you are. Right. So that frustration of, like, if you see my book, my book is called Unsuccessful Champion. I felt like I done had so much, so many times where I was just unsuccessful, you know? But, like, being a true champion means, like, I'm a champion in my faith. Like, because God mm -hmm. sees me, I'm already mm -hmm. victorious. So, mm -hmm. like, it's hard as a man to have to constantly remind yourself that. Like, dang, like, sometimes man ain't going to see you, but as long as God sees right. you, you good. Exactly. And that's what I went back to. So I was good. So after I got past my little process and, like, Man, I'm frustrated. I got to go through this again. Like, another year, I done, I done gave them, and they just don't see me. Well, it's cool. What? Hey, Hold on a sec. Oh, no, I'm hey, no, you might be good. Yeah, yeah. You, you, hey, you, hey, you got a halo around you. <laughs> you hey, you got a halo around you right now. You was glowing, bro. Hey, hey. You became the chosen man. But, <laughs> hey, we might we might go ahead and throw that slow music underneath you as you're going, boy. <laughs> hey, you was hitting the ride. <laughs> So, so, uh, man, I, I was just like, once I got past that, man, I'm just like, you know what? God see me. You know what I'm saying? That's all that matter. Then, boom, I got the all pro. And it was just like, Tenfold. man, cool. I told you. Yeah. I cool, told you. Cool. I'm like, like that. I'm nice. <laughs> <laughs> and cool, cool. And so, at the end of the day, that's what, like, what I play for, man. Like, I'm always trying to glorify God. So, like, it's going to be times where man see you. And man gonna tell you everything and you really not. It's gonna be time where man don't see you and tell you nothing when you really are. And the main thing that's always important is the fact that God see you. And as long as he see you and he giving you the blessings that he giving you, that's all you need to be concerned about. Keep the and so that's why I try to stay in that lane. Cause now whether I'm up 
or whether I'm down, it all feel the same. Yes, sir. Hey, that's what you said. Hey, keep the main thing the main thing. Hey, it's DD, not, I, I, it's not I about what we're working bro. with. It's how I needed doing. that message. You tell yeah. you speaking to us, but I needed that message. You just gave yeah. me a faith boost. Boys in <laughs> yeah. trouble this week. Hey, hold on. Let me ask a question. Cam, Cam, uh, are, uh, not to change the subject, but are you telling the people what we're doing with Say Her Name campaign? No. Oh, hey, honestly, you've been our second defensive player on the podcast. I got so excited my dog was on. In fact, I'm going to handle that now. Hey, all right. So in this social climate, how we are acting, you know, for as a man that that I know of you being in the community, as much as you are a chaplain, not only to our teammates, but to many of people outside of football, you know, it'd be reminisced, one, to mention, you know, you're also the founder of the Devoted Dreamers Foundation. And that's huge in your philanthropic efforts to give back to your community. I mean, you, you have a seven on seven team, you have your own charity, you know, that has even affected the Saints as a whole in terms of how we've had to navigate this offseason, this quarantine, but you can't run and hide from what has been pushed to the forefront of our societal awareness is the Black Lives Matter movement. And, you know, there's been negative connotations of, oh, you know, they're just rioters, they're just looking to stir the pot, whatever it is. But even with, with all the negative connotations, it's the underlying factors that have been brought to the forefront of the light, which is there has been a targeting of young black men and women, not only you know this year, last year, two years ago, four years ago, but for the last 400 years, I would say we've progressed as a nation, but we still got so much, so much further to go. And people like you, Malcolm Jenkins, Kenny Stills, have sort of been sort of leaders in terms of the football world. You know, I feel like I'd like to include myself, but I don't think I'm that far ahead, advanced enough to, to even enter this conversation. Oh, you've been in but, there, bro. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, bro. hey, I swing, yeah, yeah. but I'm not throwing haymakers. Like, I'm low-blowing it. You know, like, I feel like my swings are like Roy Jones Jr.'s. You know what I'm saying? I'm throwing one of these. <laughs> and you out here with the... With the Tysons, huh. you know what I'm saying, in terms, in terms of not only being able to address our situations, but to pinpoint exactly how we can attack it. And so, you know, me, you, AK, Drew Brees, uh, Malcolm Jenkins, Thomas Morrison, Teron Armstead, a uh, part of the Saints have sort of directed, led, come together with a lot of Ray excellent. Robinson. Yeah, Craig Robertson. I'm, uh, hey, be reminiscing. That's, that's, that's what I'm saying. That's Hey, I was trying to take care about that. I got Craig you. Robinson, you know, being so on the focal point of how we're going to go about as a team, as a collective, to bring forth some social justice and just in terms of knowledge given um, and have been able to direct the narrative of the Say Her Name campaign to the Saints forefront, as well as through the NFL and the continuum of with the Say Her Name campaign that has brought to light how many different topics were, you know, more than halfway multiple. through the season, you know, we've, we we brought the multiple multiple topics, but beyond just football players, we brought in a collective of magnificent queens, the likes of Taylor Rooks to you know Tasha Cloud. The Players Coalition has thrown in and given so much. Just the amount of education that we're able to then assess, assort, and push out has been tremendous. And I guess WD, like, what more can we do? as a team or how much farther can we go and where do you see us taking this? No, that's good. I mean, when you look at social justice as a, as a whole, first of all, bro, you just killed that man. He ripped it, didn't he? He ripped it. Man, oh my goodness, boy. Hey, that boy I don't play you, when it comes to intro and something now. <laughs> hey, I'm a one take, I'm a one take guy. That's, uh, that's all I got. Hey, hey intro bro, me, shoot, or something. <laughs> But, but I just think, you know, when it comes to 
the social justice landscape is a it's awareness like become aware of what's going on around you if there's injustice going on around you and you're not noticing it something may be wrong with you you know and so you may be your perception it may be what you're looking at you gotta uh, change the vision it, it, it could be you know so become aware of what's going on around you and once you become aware of it the next thing you do to do is to become educated on it don't just think because you see it that you know what's going on like become educated that's how you put yourself in the shoes of other people that's how you have empathy and once you become educated and become aware then you can become active and you can figure out i try to tell people all the time as a human your heart your spirit is going to kick on once you become educated once you know you see what's wrong and you learn what's going on your heart will tell you what to do if you care about kids you will find a way to help kids if you care about women people who are in situations that you've been through, you'll know how to become active. And I just think like what we've been able to do with the black women, that's another type of injustice that has been swept under the rug. We'll talk about sexism and we'll talk about racism, but we rarely talk about the intersectionality of racism and sexism, which is black women. No doubt. And so, and women of color. And so dealing with that and bring it to light a lot of issues that they face is just another way to become aware become educated and then become active and so this is us being active by just sharing the message with other people but one thing i will say is i'm encouraged man just about our country in general when you look at that we had the largest voter turnout in mm-hmm. history by multiples you're not going to tell me that 2020 didn't play a big part of that and you're not going to tell me that athletes being active and vocal in their spaces and doing more than being an athlete didn't play a huge part in that. And everybody that was a part of the fight played a huge part in that. And it just shows you what have the power that we have as people when we work together to make sure that we're all treated equally and all treated fairly. That's the only way we're going to have a just and loving world. And so that's what we should all continue to fight for and never settle for less. They're my brothers. They're my dogs. I love them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Y'all did the Say Her Name campaign. I said, I know those brothers. I got a piece of that. I helped and I didn't. But I did. <laughs> I love them guys. Man. Man, y'all, y'all really the truth, man. For real, man. Y'all some good brothers, man. And uh Demario Davis, a true humanitarian. You know what I mean? So we appreciate y'all, man. I love y'all, man. To death for real. Man, love y'all boys too, man. Appreciate y'all. Hey, no doubt. I appreciate y'all. Appreciate hey, Mark, y'all, hey, Mark. Man. hey, Mark, cap off. Cap off. Yeah, yeah. I appreciate my dog Double D, D, Demario Davis for being a true champion, a true human, and a true dog on the field. You know what I mean? You inspire me. Cam J, you inspire me to be better, to make me better. Man, y'all boys keep the gas pedal down 1,000%, man. And y'all just keep doing y'all thing. Appreciate Double D trapping in with trust levels. Appreciate my super extraordinary co-host, Cameron Jordan, the legacy, you know what I mean, for holding it down, being making trust levels the podcast of 2020 Yo. and 2021 Yo. and for the future. Wow. So I appreciate y'all boys. Love y'all boys. You tap in, baby. Trust. Blessings, fellas. theplayerstribute.com